Drilling fluids touch just about everything in the drilling process. We're here to deconstruct the drilling process and drilling fluid concepts to provide a deeper understanding of our industry. In each episode, we'll share information, talk to interesting people, and maybe share a few stories along the way. Welcome to The Flow Line, a production of AES Drilling Fluids, brought to you by Matt Offenbacher and Justin Gautier. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Flow Line. We're here in the AES Houston office in our fancy studio. Uh, Matt, how are you doing this lovely afternoon? Not too bad. How are you, Justin? I'm doing well. It's, uh, It's a great day to be in the oil field. Lots of activity going on. Yes, something like that. Mostly <laughs> bankruptcies, but lots of activity. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to hear what uh, you know the smart comment was going to be, but no, it's yeah, certainly interesting times. But uh, you know, we just continue grinding away, and we got a lot of cool stuff going on here. So uh, it's uh, you know times are tough, some you know here and there, but overall, I think you know people are doing okay. Um, anyway, enough about that. Man, something that I wanted to talk about, and uh, you know, certainly everyone. That, most people in the drilling space have have heard of the sweeps and for those out there who aren't familiar it's it's not we typically don't use a broom uh, to mm-hmm. do when we're talking about sweeps but i think it's something important it's something that you know on a daily basis uh almost you know in the drilling fluid world uh mud engineers are mixing them we're pumping them uh there's you know several different applications and uh you know i think it'd be good to chat about it talk about maybe the the different types of sweeps maybe some misconceptions, maybe we can debunk some of the things out there that, you know, cause you know, the whole rule of thumb and, and sort of stuff like that. But, uh, I figured we'd dive into that. What do you think? Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, Matt, why don't we go ahead and start talking about, you know, what is a sweep and maybe the different types. So Matt, how would you describe a sweep with relating to drilling fluids? I mean, probably the best definition off the top of my mind, I would say, is it's something that you circulate through the system, uh, you know, down the pipe, up the, up the annulus. Uh, it's got chemicals, products with an intended um, application for the well bore. And mm-hmm. the reason I would, I would make that distinction is, you know, we have other things, we have other terms, we have a, a spacer. So we're doing a displacement. A spacer is something between two fluids to minimize the interface between them. But a spacer, the idea is that it goes down the hole and comes back up, but really it's just separating those two fluids. Right. Um, a sweep, I would say, is carrying chemicals. Uh, I think probably the term sweep is mostly associated with hole cleaning, the idea of you know trying to pick up cuttings, and I'll throw rocks at that later. But yeah. um, you know, that's, that's one thing. And then you also hear the term pill, where we're, you're actually a pill, I would argue, is, is something that we spot or we place down the well bore and keep there for a period of time, not necessarily with the intention of actually circulating it out. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I'd, I'd make the distinction when we, when we discuss it, but it could be, you know, any variety of things as we're about to discuss. Right. So basically just an isolated amount of volume pumped, uh, you know, that's different for an easy way to put it. That's diff- different than your active fluid system. Um, and could be you know, the volumes range, the products range. So let's talk about sort of the difference between some, you know, of the different sweeps, starting off with the most basic one, a hole cleaning sweep. Um, you know, explain what a hole cleaning sweep is and, and sort of the, the methodology behind it and how that's actually being effective or, or what most people think it's being effective. So, I mean, I think a lot of folks like the idea of a sweep and, and bear in mind, the reason there are so many arguments about whether these work or not, a lot of it is driven entirely by 
what you did, how much volume you pumped. Um, and so sometimes someone will say, oh, we tried that and it didn't work. And it was like, well, you only pumped 30 barrels. I didn't expect it to. Right. Um, other times, well, we pumped a whole bunch and it wreaked havoc on the mud system. It's like, well, I'm not surprised. Um, but, you know, there's a whole variety of, of concepts of how we're going to clean the hole. So sometimes it could just be, oh, we pumped some base oil ahead to introduce some turbulence and, you know, kick up some, you know, a cuttings bed and then all the fluid behind it was designed to carry it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm a little skeptical of that just by way of, I don't know if you could actually have enough volume that would do anything other than stir that material up and it have enough time to settle to be carried out by a fluid that wasn't carrying it out in the first place. Right. Um, and so then you kind of go to these concepts like a tandem sweep where I might pump, uh, one part of it is base oil. And then I pump something heavy or heavy and thick behind it with the idea of one kicks up the cuttings or introduces some turbulence. And then that thick, heavy thing behind it is actually carrying what's, what's picked up. Right. Um, then you could get into just a high viscosity sweep. Um, just a weighted sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the school of thought, at least, you know, for example, with a weighted sweep is in a horizontal well, for example, um, it's heavier than the fluid, you know, pound, two pounds per gallon heavier than the, the mud system with the idea that it continues to fall to the bottom of the well um, and it provides buoyancy to help lift the cuttings. Right. Um, so if you think about a horizontal well, um, you pump a sweep and since it's thicker and, and that sort of thing, it's just going to want to float across the top of the wellbore above the pipe, which is not the area of the hole I actually needed to clean. It could, could actually make things worse, arguably, because you took turbulence out of that regime. Right. Um, so the idea of something that heavy that continues to fall to the bottom of the well and actually hopefully provide some suspension effect um, or carrying capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think between all of these, one of the challenges is that um, most of your critical hole cleaning areas aren't probably going to be helped with, with a sweep. Sure. Um, so it may be that, uh, you know, it's going to float up above in my build, you know, 30 to 70 degree build angle. That's really where the cuttings are biggest risk of avalanching, accumulating, risking pack off. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of these will go over the, you know, the low side of the hole there. Right. Um, so, you know, another thing I, I, I would mention is on the hole cleaning side, you know, fiber sweeps. Um, there's, there are certain additives people swear by where it's kind of like shredded rope or, you know, products like that, that sort of form a mesh net, mm-hmm. um, to help carry things. Uh, the nice thing, at least in concept about that stuff is it's all separated out of the shakers and I'm not spending a bunch of money on Bayrite and, yeah. uh, you know, other products. So it doesn't affect my mud system as much. Right. Um, but really what angle hole are you in where you're using these, uh, makes a big difference as to how well they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I see on the, the whole cleaning side of things is, um, you know, the question is, could you have done it with just good drilling practices? Right. Sometimes we see a big avalanche of cuttings of the shakers and, oh man, you know, that really cleaned the hole. It's like, well, it moves some stuff around, but right. I don't know what else is still down there. And so from my perspective, um, I'd really like us to get back to the fundamentals of what are our flow rate pipe rotation what are we doing wrong yeah that wasn't getting that material to surface in the first place you know it's interesting you mentioned that is is i you know, the way i kind of pitch it to you know folks that i'm uh dealing with is you know sweeps are an indication of what you need to do to the mud system so yeah if you pump a sweep you get a whole bunch of cuttings come back then exactly you look at your fundamental your drilling practices 
you know, your pipe rotation, your, you know, your pump rate, your low end rheology, uh, and, and kind of tweaking that accordingly to hopefully minimize the frequency of it. But certainly it's an indication, but it just, it's so easy to get caught up in, okay, every stand or every other stand, let's pump a, you know, a 10 barrel weighted sweep or, you know, depending on the, depending on, you know, the hole size, uh, the pipe diameter, your annular velocities. I mean, it's, it, there's oftentimes not enough thought put into it and it's just it's frustrating uh because then you know you look at the end of the well and it's like well how much why did we use so much of x product and and then you look back and it's like well we pumped you know in ten thousand feet of lateral we pumped x amount of sweeps and if you you know add that up you know here's why and um you know it's so easy to tell folks like well what are you seeing at the shakers oh a five to ten percent increase well is that just flow or <laughs> You know, so it's it's a very gray area, and it's it's something that I I like to challenge you know folks out on the rig to really get a good look at what's happening at the shakers to identify you know whether it's necessary or not. But uh, you know where I've seen uh, hole cleaning sweeps effective is you know when you're drilling big hole maybe on surface or even in the intermediate section when you're drilling three four or five hundred feet an hour in the vertical pumping something just because you know, maybe your annular velocity, you can't, don't have enough pump rate on it to where you can then help kind of carry that stuff out of the hole. Um, but you know, certainly in a, you know, horizontal well, where you've got, you know, your slim hole, your annual velocities are 250, mm-hmm. 300 and you're turbulent and you're rocking along and your cuttings are consistent at the shakers. It's, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes to justify, but certainly there is, you know, there are times where it's nice and, uh, it's a good indication of what's really going on down hole. So yeah, I mean, I like to use the term evaluative sweep if a, if a customer really wants to use one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think to your point, yeah, in vertical hole when we're drilling really fast, sometimes it, it sort of just helps to, I don't know if it's the right description, sort of gather everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's easy to clean vertical hole. You know, part of the concept is that some of the particles that are falling are bumping into the particles that are being r- rising up with with pump energy. Yeah, but um, if you can kind of provide some some kind of mat or floor to kind of push some of that stuff up when you're really just drilling as fast as you possibly can there's you know your only limiting agent is you know possibly your hole cleaning yeah um pumping a few of those can can make a big difference sure one question that i get all the time and and i have my thoughts on it i'm curious to hear yours is you know how many feet of annulus should a hole cleaning sweep cover i mean is that what's your magic number do you have any (sighs) i don't know if i have a magic number um you know, I tend to go towards the higher. I'll I'll go with you know, probably a thousand feet in the in the largest annulus, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot. Right. Um, but my whole goal is for us to figure out why we're doing this. Um, sure. You know, a lot of folks will say three hundred to five hundred, and and that's fine. Um, what I you know that that's probably the most common is sort of what I hear and yeah I yeah mean, certainly I would, chime in yeah no I I always heard five hundred was kind of the rule of thumb which yeah. you know if you want to follow the quote unquote you know mm-hmm. rule of thumb then you know and you look at some of the volumes that are being pumped it's they're only covering one hundred and fifty and it's like you know I, what are we doing you know right. let's look at it a little closer <laughs> well and, and most sweeps don't do anything and that's and that's sort of my knock is is and it depends on what type of sweep too you know if you sure. want to pump some real heavy viscous sweep and i'm asking you to pump 150 barrels in a 1500 barrel circulating system um i'm making an impractical recommendation sure um but uh you know the reason i i kind of like overkill is to put it to bed um but you already hear a little bit of my skepticism most of the issue that we have is we have folks that get committed to every stand, every other stand, we're going to pump a sweep. 
and normally they're small enough volumes they don't do anything yeah um all they do is tie up rig time and cost chemicals <laughs> right. and so you know i've joked around this before i've actually given a, a presentation before where you know that the like green man that shows up at hockey games in the suit and is like always you know the guy's the penalty box kind of yeah. dancing around i'm like look <laughs> yeah. if you want to do a distraction just instead of pumping weighted sweeps if the company man insists on sweeps um pump some nut plug because i can screen that out it doesn't screw up my system and it's cheap yeah but if they insist on pumping these things that don't really do anything let's not do harm to the system and run up our cost sure you know so green man is your little distraction like yeah we're pumping those sweeps Right. Um, but we're not, <laughs> That's we're not creating more problems than we solve. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, and it's frustrating too, because I've even heard, uh, you know, from onsite representatives saying, well, you know, I'd rather pump them and not need them than need them and not pump them. And it's like, well, okay, well we, let's, let's get back to the, you know, the, again, the fundamentals and, you know, don't use it as cheap air insurance. Cause ultimately over the course of a drilling campaign, it's really not cheap air insurance. It's pretty expensive, but uh, again, I don't want to beat that horse mm-hmm. to death, but whole cleaning sweeps. Yeah. There, there's certain applications for them. Um, but at the end of the day, they're either going to be weighted high vis or a combination of the two, or, you know, even in some cases, low vis followed by a high vis. So, yeah. And if you're using, I would say that, you know, from our conversation, if you're using less than 300 feet of annular space, I can almost guarantee you're doing nothing. Yeah. No, um, good point. 300 to 500 is probably okay. And no one will scream at you. Um, I tend to go a little higher than that. A thousand may be a bit too generous for most. Um, and that probably comes from, I used to be on some larger wells and don't know how to do math well, but, uh, <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, um, you know, 500 feet somewhere in that neighborhood, give yourself a chance. Um, and at the same time, like, as you pointed out, let's ask the question, do I really need this? And when you're trying to lower costs, what do you do? You do everything you can to get your fundamentals right. And you say, okay, how much of this, how much of my best practices are actually slowing me down? Like mm-hmm. how many of these rules of thumb are actually, you know, artificial restraints? And then you say, okay, well, let's take out a sweep. Right. Let's take out another one. Did I, get I, did I get out of the hole on elevators? Okay. Well then I guess I don't need, let's take out another one. Right. And once we start to see problems, we ask that question of, okay, this is our technical limit. Yeah. You know? no, and, and one thing too out there for the folks uh, in the field is one thing I, I encourage you to dial yourself into, the, you know, whether it's you pace on or whatever it is out there, but really look at your torque and drag trends, look at your pickup slack off, which you'd probably have to ask the driller, look at your pump pressures. A lot of times that will tell you when you need to do something, but if everything's consistent, your torque's consistent, your pump pressure's consistent, nine out of 10 times your whole cleaning is pretty effective. Um, so that's one thing to, like I say, encourage the folks out there. Uh, moving on, Matt, uh, before we come out to run pipe and casing mm-hmm. is what I'm referring to. Uh, a lot of times folks would like to know kind of what percentage of washout there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we talk about what we know as caliper sweeps? How do you, would you describe that? So, uh, I mean, a caliper sweep is, is kind of a rough, you, you know, you pump a known volume of something that you're going to see. Sometimes it could be mica. So it, it could be so, something that isn't in the mud right. um, that, you know, mica is nice and shiny in a lot of cases. Uh, we used to use it offshore because at the seafloor, when, um, when you were cementing surface, you could see returns coming because it would glisten. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's basically an indicator where, okay, we pumped it at this time. It took, you know, this many strokes to get back up to surface. That's a known volume. So relatively speaking, how, you know, how much volume did it take to displace that 50 barrel pill or 10 barrel, 30 barrel pill, whatever 
whatever we're talking about. So we back calculate and we say, okay, that whole size is 10% bigger than um, what I what I would have expected in an ideal state. So I've got probably about 10% washout. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's, I mean, it's tough. Uh, you know, the, what would you say the level of accuracy of that is? Cause I mean, it's, you know, it gets kind of strung out, but I mean, uh, I've, I've been on rigs where, you know, it's been relatively close to, you know, the caliper log and then it's not even close, but it kind of gives you a rough idea. Um, I don't know if, you know, those numbers get, you know, put into the grave and it's on stone and that's what they use to calculate, you know, excess cement. But, uh, at the end of the day, it just gives you an idea of how much potential washout could be downhole. And if it's drastic, well, then it gives, you know, the operator maybe an, an indication they need to look into some things further. But um, yeah, like you said, something real core, something that you can identify, come over the shakers, you calculate actual versus theoretical whole volume, you know, based off the strokes and the way you go. And that kind of gives you an idea. Um, is there, I mean, that's pretty much it for caliper sweeps, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, to your point, sometimes they can be bang on. And I think part of that is that the washout was fairly consistent across the interval. Mm. Um, anytime you end up with let's say everything's nearly engaged and then you have a huge, you know, salt area you washed out, something like that, that material can get, you know, kind of rise up and hang out of course, in that, yeah. that uh, uh, part of the hole for a little while and show up a little bit later than you expected and kind of throws everything off. And, you know, it's just one spot. So it's not on the whole a huge volumetric displacement, but it appears to be much worse. Right. Um, so it's sort of like an, a, an alarm bell, but you're not really sure if you can trust it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it's, it's, it's something, right. Uh, it's pretty easy to do. It's just ultimately, if it comes back way, way late, I probably want to like talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what about, uh, the old infamous LCM sweep? Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple of different reasons to to pump LCM sweeps. You know, one being that uh, just for bitballing purposes, right? If you're drilling in shallower, stickier kind of material, nut plug can actually have a nice little erosive effect of of things that start to cake up on the BHA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, the most common, of course, is just to pump some regular sweeps of of material to address seepage losses. Um, so. Ultimately, we think a lot of this material is going to end up sort of in the, the background of, of the fluid anyways, but applying it in sweeps uh, sort of gives away where if you do have a zone that's leaking off, it gets a full shot of treatment before it sort of disperses uh, into the overall system. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that through some, some critical zones, it can, it can certainly help. Right. What, uh, what's your thoughts on... Uh like you know pumping continuous lcm sweeps at little giving them little spurts versus say going up to you know whatever 5 10 12 pounds per barrel whatever the mwd can handle depending on the loss you know severity of the losses do you have any thoughts you know on on that uh you know i i've gone from one camp to the other on this and back um i don't actually know which one i'm at right now i'm, I'm between <laughs> camps yeah yeah uh so I, I think there is something to be said of saying, okay, I'm going to give it a full, you know, we, we're going to pump 35 pound per barrel sweeps, but eventually end up at 10 pounds per barrel in the background mm-hmm. or saying, well, just keep adding product till we have 10 pounds per barrel in there. Right. Um, you know, I like the idea of giving it sort of that big shot. If you're, if you're drilling through some, 
known zones that are especially, you know, interbedded. Um, you know, but if it's this long continuous zone where I need to apply material, um, it probably makes sense to just carry it in the background. Sure. Um, and in that case, you probably need something a little bigger anyways. Um, but sweeps at the very least, you know, the other part of it with sweeps is if you have larger materials, um, you kind of know what's going down there. Um, if you carry it in the background at some point, you're going to screen a lot of that coarser material out and you'll have material that's, that's there, but you won't know, you know, drill a couple of hundred feet. And now if you're in a, a new sand, that's highly permeable, it's not seeing that big stuff. Right. So, um, I can kind of see the reasoning between either one. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I think sweeps aren't a bad idea. Um, if you're expecting those higher perm zones and you want to make sure they're getting a good shot of material. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of my thoughts, but I don't, I think most of the time I'm pretty deferential on that. If somebody has a strong opinion, I'll just let them go with it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can agree with you there. It's, depending on who you're talking to and what their experience level is. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, you, you get some folks one way or the other, but at the end of the day, you almost kind of go with, uh, either, you know, who's more comfortable doing what, or a lot of it, again, it's, it's, it's really just that the answer is it depends. It depends on the case. You kind of have to take it case by case and, uh, you know, and you kind of go from there and try different things and, uh, see what one works the best. What, What's your thoughts on uh, regards to either be particle size or even just more simple going from, you know, fine, medium and coarse is typically how we categorize the LCMs. Um, you know, do you kind of have a go-to or does it really depend on the severity of losses why you would pick certain LCMs versus other in a sweep? Um, you know, I think with respect to sweeps, I, you know, when we start out, we're just addressing seepage losses for the most part, right? We're, we're seeing a little bit of something trickle into the formation and we want to put a stop to that risk, you know, differential sticking, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's probably more of the fine or medium stuff. It's going to evolve, you know, happy with kind of cellulosic materials as well. Um, you know, something that, you know, some fibers along with some particles that can kind of, you know, mat their way down into, uh, you know, permeable formation. Um, and then I, I think also, you know, it, it, when you're at that initial stage where you see a little bit of seepage losses, it, they could just be some drilling induced fractures where, you know, they fracture mouth opens up a little bit, you get something in there and, um, it sort of stops propagating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that case, kind of the, the find a medium range and a, and a fairly broad spectrum, uh, you know, talking about fractures up to about 250 microns. Yeah. Uh, I would say. I lean that way as, as we go into, if I know I'm about to drill into something that's much bigger than that, right. um, you know, I get bigger as fracture widths get bigger. Um, there are ways to model that we've, you know, we talked about that in well more strengthening there, there are other, other things you can do, but as we get bigger, just thinking about packing theory and that sort of thing, you need larger particles to seal larger openings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll head the course route. It's just, uh, hopefully I've got enough of a loss rate to justify adding lots of course material that I know is ultimately going to be screened out. Right. Um, and you know, I obviously need it for a reason. Um, and, and I think as you work your way up towards those higher loss rates where you'd be considering that material, you may actually want to spot a pill. You may want to be a bit more direct because you are losing larger volumes. Yeah. Um, and so sweeps 
it, you know, they, they may be, you know, a, a bandaid on a gunshot wound or I, I don't know. That's, that's sorry for the violent example, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, you, it makes you, sense. you may just not be doing enough relative to, to the issue that, um, you're facing. Right. Right. Well, I'd like to kind of supplement what you're saying with regards to pills. You mentioned pill. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how do you, would you differentiate the difference between a pill and a sweep, both being isolated volumes that get pumped down whole? What's the difference? So a pill, um, and granted there's just like sweeps, there's 8 million different ways to do this, but a pill, I, I would say the distinction would be you would have a higher concentration of lost circulation material, mm -hmm. generally speaking, and you would spot it. So you try and put it in a, in a, a zone where you thought you were having some loss, where the losses were taking place. Yeah. Um, and try and see if you could get that to heal up. Mm. Um, so it, it's kind of less, less on the fly. Sure. Um, but once again, you're losing at a rate that economically it makes sense to take a little bit of rig time and try and fix it. Makes sense. What, uh, this is kind of a random question, but where does, do you have any idea where these terms come from? Sweep and, and I mean, sweep the whole, I kind of can see it, but pill. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard where that came from? I don't know. Probably some guy who called himself the mud doctor, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> kind of a random yeah. question, but I was curious. Audience. Yeah, we're reaching out. We're crowdsourcing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us an answer. We'll we'll share it with the world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, there's kind of one more that is, I would say, kind of like a, you know, one like how you like to say the oil filled boogeyman, mm -hmm. uh, the old slickum sweep and or you know, a lube sweep. Mm -hmm. What uh what are we trying to do there? And you know, are they effective? I mean, Without getting to the weeds of lubricants, because we already touched on that, but yeah. but what, what would you say a lube sweep would be? I, I mean, uh, they can be different. You know, it can be the you know the beads all the way up to um, uh, all the way up to um, you know a, a chemical, a surfactant. Um, you know the the idea I think with most of them, or this is what I want to believe, is that um you know you're adding it in sweeps and ultimately coming up with that net concentration mm -hmm. that you wanted in the first place um you know the irony to me is i've definitely seen you know oh yeah we're let's pump a sweep of this and you see the torque drop and then as <laughs> as soon as the sweep gets a little higher up it comes right back up to where it was yeah um and it's just because yeah big sh you know 6% instead of 3% of lubricant you know looked good for a couple of minutes uh and then we cleared the annulus and we're back to where we started yeah um and and i think some of that comes from just the reluctance or the or the frustration of um we got to do something now and when i say oh well it's going to take me a little time to treat up to three percent by volume and they're watching all these totes slowly pour into the system people get impatient um but uh you know i i don't think it's necessarily a wrong way to get the material in the system it's just eventually that stuff's all going to level out. And right. so it's, is it just six of one, half a dozen of the other? Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not sure. Right. Um, right. I, I tend to be more of the guy, just get it up to 3% mm -hmm. or get it up to whatever percentage you need. And, and especially from a cost management perspective, instead of sweeping the whole, you know, let's get up to 1%, kind of observe our trends, then yep. up to 2%. I feel like your, um, your charts just get really erratic when it, here, it found a big spot of lubricant. Oh, another sweep came by. And it, you just kind of, you see some improvement, but it's sort of all over the place until everything settles down. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And, and one thing we used to do is we'd have a, it's called a lube tracking sheet or a sweep tracking sheet. 
you know, if they're really wanting to look at it more from a microscopic point of view, it is constantly tracking every connection. Uh, again, I mentioned it before, but your, your torque, your pickup slack off, your on-bottom torque off-bottom, adding, you know, increments of half, uh, half percent by volume. Um, and then you can chart that and, and really get a good idea. And that's one thing with, and it's again, more talking about lubricants, but you know, if you're pumping sweeps or you've got two different kind of lubricants out there, uh, that's some of the sort of some tools that you can use to identify the performance and be able to justify the cost behind a lot of that happening. So, yeah. um, but again, you know, just with relating to sweeps, yeah, again, an isolated volume of something highly lubricious, you know, you can have graphite beads, uh, some people even like, you know, nutshell or something and they're getting the ball bearing effect. Uh, then again, you have your liquid based stuff out there. So, um, yeah, you, you know, sweeps are interesting, you know, you can apply them a lot of different ways and, uh, hopefully we've covered most of them. Well, look, that's about it, Matt. Uh, unless you've got any closing last words for the drilling fluid world out there. I think that's about all the questions I had. No, I think I'm good. Awesome. Well, if anyone has any stories or if they want to share, uh, anything that they've experienced or, uh, you know, some success with things that we may, uh, (laughs) kind of dog on, then by all means, we're all ears. Hit us up uh, at the Flowline Podcast at AESFluids.com. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Flowline. And remember, may your returns always be full and your trips always smooth. Views expressed in this program belong to participants and not their employees. The program is for informational purposes only and cannot take the place of seeking professional advice. Copyright AES Drilling Fluids.